Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Team Success. Today, I have a new friend, Matt Halloran of Proudmouth, with whom I have had a blast connecting through a particular conference we'll talk about in a moment. And he's an expert in all things podcasting. And I am so excited because podcasts are my jam. I'd much rather talk than write. <laughs> when I learned I could do a podcast instead of doing a blog, jumped on that opportunity, been doing it for a while now. But Matt, I just so appreciate when we met, we hit it off, we had so much fun. We've got some interesting things in common, including our first university <laughs> experience. And I'm super excited to have you on the show. And I'm excited for people to learn some of what you know, some, because it's you know, multitude of things that you're capable of um, in terms of how people can get started with a podcast, what they should look for, even as a listener, what to pay attention to, what's a great podcast and what isn't, how team members can contribute, all the things. So all the thank things. you so much for being on the show and welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Awesome. So you have had a fascinating background and it's kind of a cool story as to how you got here. You've got a very successful company that is growing rapidly. So congratulations on that. But let's find out how you got started and then how you got started in podcasting. So I started doing radio when I was 13. My high school had a radio station. It was a hundred watt radio station, which means it didn't get really past the drive parking lot. And Shannon, I remember I got off the show, my first show, and I ran into my advisor's office. Her name, Chris Kirkpatrick was her name. And I said, Chris, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And she said, please don't say it's going to be a DJ. And I was like, what? 13, 13 years old. Yeah, I totally crushed my dreams within seconds. But I did it and I did it and I did it. And then um, I went into the Navy, got out of the Navy after the first Gulf War thingy and went to college and realized that I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I took a philosophy class at a community college and they were asking really powerful questions. And I'm like, really? So you mean people sit around and think about what's reality? I'm in. Like, let's go. Let's just see what it is. So I got my undergraduate or my, my associate's degree actually in philosophy. And then my bachelor's degree was in something called applied ethics, which is taking philosophy and philosophical principles and bringing them into business. And so that's where I was like, okay, so you can use this really heady stuff in business. I started doing biomedical ethics for a large hospital system in Omaha, Nebraska, and everybody died. So everybody I worked with died. So they would call me in to deal with end-of-life issues, generally in the ICU. And I would have to try to communicate what the doctors and nurses were saying to lay people so that I could help lay people make decisions. And every time, Shannon, they would say to me, what do I do? Mm. I can't tell you what to do, right? So I cried a lot. So uh, that was really, really hard. And I remember my wife, who we had just gotten married when we moved to Omaha, she said to me, how much longer can you do this? Right? Nice. And uh, it wasn't much longer. So I was supposed to be there for like an 18-month internship. And then I was going to be going to the University of Montana for my PhD in ethics. That was the goal. Well, best laid plans, right? Then uh, we worked at a place called Boys Town. So uh, your listeners might actually know what this is. Some people don't, but there's a boys home, uh, now it's a boys and girls home in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, it's been around since the early 1900s, started by a guy named Father Flanagan. My wife and I worked with at-risk kids, uh, lived with them in our home for four and a half years. Mm -hmm. We had 36 kids through our home, still in touch with many of them today. I am their dad, which makes me very proud. And then I became a therapist. So I got my master's degree actually as a life coach and as a therapist. And Shannon, I found out really soon after I had spent $70,000 on my master's degree, I was a bad therapist. 
I'm surprised. I was not good at it. Oh, that's curious to me because you're an amazing listener. So why were you bad at it? How is that even possible? (laughs) I love listening to people, but I got so tired of people not wanting to change. So they would come to me expecting change. I would tell them what to do to change and they wouldn't implement. I call them assholes, right? They're people who ask for my advice and then don't implement and then blame me for the lack of results, right? So yeah, so I was the therapist for a short period of time, then became a business consultant at the largest coaching and consulting firm in financial services. There's a place called Peak. It's now called Carson Consulting. And Shannon, everything changed. Yeah. I found a mentor, which was the owner, Ron Carson. And I was a sponge. I listened to everything that he said, I was asking him lots of questions and I realized at one point that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I left there and started my own coaching consulting business, did that for a while in financial services. And then my now business partner, Kirk Lowe, who is a marketing and branding expert. And we decided that we wanted to create a product for experts that did it for them instead of them having to do it. We didn't even know what the product was going to be. And he was like, dude, you used to do radio. And I was like, hell yeah, I'd love to do podcasting. Nobody's doing podcasting and financial services. And now we're five and a half years in. We've produced over 5,000 episodes for financial services professionals, over 100,000 social media posts. And yeah, we've been around for about five years. So that's Matt in a nutshell. So sorry, that might've taken longer than you wanted, but that was me in a nutshell. I love it. I love it. Well, it's so fun. And one of the things that that we have in common is that when I went to university, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. So what did I sign up for a degree in? Philosophy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now that lasted a year. I took a break, came back and came back to business, which is also something that you're doing. So I love that synchronicity because there aren't that many people who start off their educational careers in philosophy, just saying. And I was like you, very happy to get into business. I think I also... So I've been told I'm a great coach. I would be a terrible therapist because unless someone wants to take action, please don't bother talking to me. So I I get you. So thank you very much for that answer. And that also must have been really helpful when you're working at Boys, well, when you had boys in your home with Boys Town to really understand the nuances of, of people and help them be successful. So that's a very touching thing for you to share. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. And for your work with you and your wife. So this is exciting. And I love that you produce a soup to nut solution. Like you're the who, you know, we were talking about who, not how before we hit That's record. Right. And like, you're the who for a really powerful method of branding, conversations, learning. So tell me, what do you love about podcasts? What do you love about podcasting? And, and why does it light you up? What's fun about it? So we have something called the perfect podcast formula. And I think it can all be distilled into that. So what I love about podcasting is storytelling. Mm. right? Education, entertainment, and then call to action. So why that's so vital and for experts and entrepreneurs specifically, right? If you're an entrepreneur, you're really good at something really. Uh, And if you're listening to this podcast, you're involved in a system that will help you figure all of that stuff out, right? Talk about it, especially when it comes to the storytelling and entertainment component of the perfect podcast formula. If you love what you're doing, you're going to find other people. You're going to find your tribe. You're going to find your peeps. You're going to find your whatever, and they're going to follow you because they might not have the outgoing personality needed to put on a show. Now, that's the other thing, Shannon. It's super important. This is a show, right? right? Jazz hands and all, sister. You've got to be ready to do the show. Well, you can't phone this in. You got to be ready. You got to be prepared, all of that sort of stuff. So for experts, for us, it's very, very simple. Most people talk for a living. Mm -hmm. 
experts, right? Entrepreneurs, we're always selling, we're always doing things, we're educating, whatever. So why don't we just distill that? And then the magic of the formula is that you take that podcast and you chop it up into a hundred other pieces of content Mm -hmm. so that your podcast has a much longer shelf life. Most podcasts, unless you have what we refer to as content multiplication attached to it, has a 48-hour window. That's it, Shannon, 48 hours. With our system, it's two weeks. I'm smitten by the term content multiplication. Yeah, that's what we do. Mind blown. So we create text-based posts, image, like quote memes. We do audio snippets. We're in the process of doing video snippets. So you show up, it's the Gary Vanderchuk model. You show up and you do it once. And then we do everything else. We call it the rockstar approach. You show up, you get behind the mic, you do your show, you drop the mic, we do everything else for you until you have to get it approved and those sorts of things. Right. And otherwise the shelf life is 48 hours? Yeah. So Triton Research, I'm about to go to the largest podcasting convention called Podcast Movement next week, where there's thousands of podcasters there. And Triton is the big podcast research company that we all pay attention to. And for ads, right, which is how everybody in the world of podcasting, they're wrong with this, but whatever, you know, really figure out ROI, right? Is 48 hours, you have to have over 10,000 downloads per 48 hours, or nobody will look at you for ad spend at all. That's a lot, by the way. Uh-huh. That's like you're in the top 1% of podcasters right? with 10,000 downloads. Now, the difference with our system is now we're not getting 10,000 because that's not our scale. We're experts in a niche that we help them focus that niche, client communication, all of that stuff. But for us, when we sat down with our new strategic partner, Blueberry, who we syndicate our podcast through, they looked at our numbers and they're like, this doesn't make sense. None of your numbers make sense. Because our shelf life is two weeks mm. instead of 48 hours. Nice. I love Blueberry. That's who we post. on too. That's wonderful. <laughs> Have since the get-go. Love that. So that's powerful. Again, I'm, the whole idea of being able to do something once, which is such a huge, the word leverage gets overused a little bit, but it's such leverage. <laughs> like you can invest a short amount of time. And we were talking about unique ability again before we hit record. And I find that even the most calm backstage quiet person, when they are talking about what they're passionate about and the impact they can make, they come alive and it's fun to listen to them. It's when they're talking about stuff they don't really care about, then everyone's boring, Mm -hmm. even you and me, (laughs) right? So when we can tap into what people are passionate, the kind of conversations people are passionate about having, then it makes for a compelling conversation to listen to. So that would be a little bit my premise about it. So this is fascinating. I'm sure you've got some success stories, although I didn't prep you with this beforehand, but what difference have you seen that it has made for your clientele? I'm curious. So first off, full transparency, podcast analytics suck. (laughs) They're the worst and the worst and the worst, right? And the reason why is because the podcasting goes through a portal. We both use Blueberry. And then it goes out into the world. And Shannon, the world doesn't talk back very well, right? right? Especially Apple. Apple doesn't talk back Mm -hmm. to anybody. Apple keeps all of their own stuff. And they're the third largest podcast player. So I just, I have to always begin with that because I don't like false premises. So we have five things of ROI. So this is the most important thing that I think anybody can glean from why is podcasting such an amazing opportunity for you to grow your business, right? Uh, Number one, it's the best client communication tool that's out there because it's opt-in. It's no more emails. They sign up and subscribe to it. They want to hear you. So it's opt-in. Number two, it is easier to refer somebody to a podcast than it is to call my guy. So everybody knows nobody calls their guy anymore. 
Nobody does. I don't pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Shannon, even if you called me, I wouldn't pick up the phone, right? Because why are you calling me? I don't know why you're calling me, right? So there's number two. Number three, it's easier to sell an existing client a new product than it is to acquire a new one, mm-hmm. okay? So if you use your podcast successfully, you are able to position new products and services very, very easily to existing clients, mm. right? right? Number four, centers of influence. Right. If you, like you're doing right now, you're interviewing a center of influence, mm-hmm. right? All of my people are going to hear this show. I'm sharing this podcast with everybody I know, right? You just gained access to my entire audience. Mm, right now, some people don't really think about that, but that's how we grew our whole business, Shannon. Mm-hmm. So we've only been in existence for five years, five years, yeah. right? And it was because I've done 400 episodes of the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, 300 and 25 of those are guests. Wow. And everybody who had to be on the show had to share it with their network, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's really, really powerful. Now, the last one is what everybody's concerned about, which is new business. Right. So you have to be proud of your show. You have to be willing to tell every single solitary person you know about your show, right? And as you do that, you start, not only are you going to gain new listeners and new audience from your centers of influence, from your existing clients, but you can also use it to grow business. I'll tell you a very quick story. So I worked with a mass mutual, which is a very, very large company in financial services. And they were the number one financial planning firm for mass mutual. So these are friends of mine. I love them dearly. They're just great people. And we're going through their analytics call very early on in our company. And then mass mutual said they weren't allowed to podcast anymore, but that's a different story. And his name is Russell. And so Russell is just a wonderful human being. And we're going through the numbers and Russell says to me, Matt, I don't care. Like, whoa, hold on, dude. You're a numbers guy. He's like, here's the deal. It doesn't matter. When I'm sitting in front of a prospect and I say I have a podcast, they look at me differently. Right. And I'm like, explain. He's like, okay. Because they will immediately say to me, why do you have a podcast? And he said, this is sales gold. He said, I have a podcast to communicate with our existing clients, new ideas in a scalable way that's convenient for them. I was like, damn, dude, I'm telling everybody in the world about that. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. So yeah. Ooh, that is so exciting. And I think, you know, if you're listening for your business, I hope you're like, oh my gosh, this is an incredible opportunity. The other thing is it's, at least from my experience, it's so efficient. Yeah. I do strategic coach, right? Do a fast filter. Here's what my intention is. Here's who our audience is. Here's the success criteria. Number one is that we have fun. (laughs) Otherwise, why are we doing it? And then I send that to you. That takes me six minutes, right? And then we have a conversation and then I send it to my audio engineer and it happens. So it's so simple. And I love what you said. We talk for a living. Yeah, we do. So why not make it scalable? Why don't we make it easy to consume? But the whole idea of actually making it available to your current clients, I'm a little bit mind blown on that too, because most people do focus on new audience, but you you can add new ideas, new programs, new processes, new experience, new things, new products to your existing audience. Yeah, you can. We brought on an HVAC company. This is hysterical. So we don't even do that. We're squarely in financial services. Now we've expanded. We're now working with some fintech software companies and and this HVAC company. They run a software that tracks the trucks. Cool. Okay. Their entire focus is existing clients. Nice. Because they're educating them on the new features of the product. 
They do it twice a month, which is the one rate we recommend, not weekly. Don't do weekly. Tell nobody right now listening to this should do weekly. When you're a year into it, up the game. Walk before you run with the podcast. Mm-hmm. But they're doing it twice a month, and they, they've already said they've gotten new business from it. They're like, this has already paid for itself 10 times over. They've been with us for four months. Well, the credibility that comes from doing this, and there's a formula ACE, it's like authority, credibility, and experience. That used to apply to writing a book. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's also a little bit of the celebrity factor too, yeah. right? Now, podcast really has, in some ways, replaced that. Most people would much rather go for a walk or a run. One person told me they were listening to me in the shower, and I'm like, don't think I actually knew. Well, hold, hold on, Shannon. That's fascinating. So let's break this down. So yeah. another thing is 27 minutes is the ideal podcast length. And here's why. That's about how long it takes people to get ready in the morning. So it's showering, right? <laughs> Cooking dinner. Right. Okay. Commuting to work. Walking their dog. Walking your dog. Um, or how long most people exercise before they have heart issues. Well, I mean, I can't exercise more than 30 minutes. I'm going to die. But so that's the sort of stuff. And again, there's foundation for these things. So we want all of our clients sub 30 is what we shoot for. And we also know that it's like 75% drop off after 27 minutes. Okay. These stats, I love the stats. (laughs) You've done all the work to figure that out. So that means I have to shorten this podcast, which is, I don't want to do. having way too much fun. So we'll, we'll go a little bit longer, but that's fascinating. So this is a little bit selfish for me. So I've been doing this podcast for eight or nine years now. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was actually early in the, early-ish in the game. Does it make sense to go to once a week for some types of podcasts? I got more content is why I'm asking. Well, so the answer is, so you have solved the who, not how. And I know that's a huge premise of, of what you guys have been teaching for quite a while at Coach, but you have to have the who, yeah. right? Because you're not doing the editing. So for each episode, if you did it yourself, you're looking at about eight hours worth of work. Now, that's if you're doing the graphic design treatment, the summaries, if you're doing the social media posts, if you're doing the post-production, the intro, all of the things that somebody like us do, right? You don't have that time. No. Right. And you can't half-ass a podcast. You got to whole-ass the show. Right. And I mean, that's from beginning down, soup to nuts, from production to post-production to syndication and everything. So since you have that support, Shannon, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I personally do about four podcasts a week. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, that's my job. Right. And this is who I am and what I do. And I love this. And this makes me very, very happy. Now, I'm not on a lot of other people's shows. And I should have said this early on. Uh, this is so much more uncomfortable for me. Really? Because I'm always in control of the show, man. I'm the one asking the questions. I'm ta- I feel like I'm talking way too much because I never talk this much on yeah. a show. Yeah. But yeah, so you've got to have somebody to outsource it to. And by the way, you don't have to use us because we're not cheap. Fiverr, Upwork, I mean, all of these outsourcing companies are efficient, they're inexpensive, and they're high quality. You can just record your show, send it to Fiverr. They will do your post-production, put your intro and outro on it, take out the umzo so she knows. They can even put mid-roll ads in it if you want that. And then you take your finished product and you send it to somebody who's going to listen to it and they're going to write your social media posts. We just found that it's easier to go to one place that you trust and has done it a bunch of times. But mm-hmm. yeah, you can totally 100% outsource all of this stuff. So That's so cool. I love it. Okay, now let's talk about, you're used to being the interviewer. So thank you yeah. for being willing to be on the other side of the microphone. And I'm used to being an interviewer. So we both have that shared experience. So let's dive into that because I know that for a lot of people who are starting podcasts, thinking about it, or have been doing it for a while and who want to up their game, is that the interviewing first of all, makes it pretty dynamic. So I'd love to know, like you said, I think at least three quarters of yours are interviews with your podcast or maybe more than that. 
And so let's talk about interviewing and let's talk about the dynamics of that. And I know for me, so I, I started interviewing for two reasons. One is that I'm a very avid reader. I love, love, love ingesting. I love learning and I love learning that way. Although it tends to be more audible books now than reading. My attention span's gone down. So I actually volunteered to help Dan write his books because he was being interviewed, needed some more content. And I'm like, I could do that. So I started doing that. And then back to my podcast, my friend Catherine said, Shannon, all of these books that you're reading, you could interview the authors. I'm like, I could. So I did. And the rest is history. And it turns out people like what I do. So that's working really well. So let's talk about interviewing and what do you find it really works about it? What are some to do's? What are some not to do? So if you're listening and you're a team member working with an entrepreneur or you're an entrepreneur who wants someone to interview you, stay tuned because this is like super important information because I know that for me, there's things to do or not do. And you've discovered that too. So I'd love to get your insights into that. I think it's interesting. So you have to mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally prepare for the show. So I have a whole course on pregame. So we have a Pod Rocket Academy, which is something that we now started launching, which is a very, very inexpensive way to learn how to create content in a very easy way. But the idea here is... I have a system that I follow before I get behind the microphone. So, you know, I warm myself up vocally. I've already done my work. So that's the other thing. So Shannon, for this show, I already was on your LinkedIn profile. I've read your last 15 posts. I know what you're talking about. I read your fast thingy, all of that sort of stuff. So I am prepared and that's just to be a guest. Now, as a as a host, we have a whole system. It's called the guest system where we have like sample questions and we ask you for your headshot and your social media profiles and what questions do you want me to ask? And that was a game changer for us, Shannon, because we tried to control too much. And we were about 150 episodes in, so it was quite a while ago. And I said to my business partner, I was like, let's just see what they want to talk about. And then I use my skill to weave that in to make sure that it's within the theme of the show and all of that. But we always offer sample questions. They're very overarching, broad questions, mostly as a primer, right, to get your brain rolling. Mm -hmm. I rarely stick to those. Setting very, very clear expectations. And another very, very important thing as an interviewer, you tell them exactly how long the show is going to be, but you also tell them this. I'm going to go through this because this is a free thing that you would have to pay for and find super deep in our academy. So number one, right? This is not live. (laughs) Oh my God. You see their shoulders drop. They totally relax. Look, if you make a mistake, say stop. We'll take it out in post-production. Oh my God. I just, that totally relaxed them. Then it's very, very important to make them laugh. Okay. Okay. You and I did this. I don't know if you noticed that, but we both laughed a lot before we hit record. That's going to reduce the stress level and the energy. It's very hard to stress and be laughing at the same time. And I do that by saying this. One of the biggest things that I learned on a podcast is if you feel like you've been talking too long, you probably have been. Right now, I think that's a life lesson, not just a podcasting lesson. And almost everybody giggles. Sometimes they laugh out loud. Sometimes they don't. Right. The other thing that I say is when you are talking about something, if you hear me use your name, I'm trying to tell you to shut up. 
Mm. Like, I'll do what you're doing right now, which nobody can see, which is nodding and saying, mm -hmm, and all of that stuff. So if I'm doing that, yeah, just keep going. But if I say, okay, Shannon, you need to stop because you've been talking for either way too long. So, and I'm doing this, all of this to just relax them and show them that I'm a pro. And I've done this a whole bunch of times. I also ask them to turn off everything. Please throw your phone across the room. And they're like, what did you just say? Like, and seriously, I don't want your phone on your desk because your microphone's on your desk. It vibrates, it's going to go right through the microphone, right? Make sure you turn off all notifications on your computer. That includes Outlook. If you don't know how to do that, I'll tell you. <laughs> and I will actually walk people through turning off their notifications on their computer. And then last but not least, I go through the perfect podcast formula. So look, we're talking about storytelling, education, entertainment, call to action. I am going to position you at the end of the show to sell something. Mm. You better take advantage of it because if you don't, I'm going to sell for you. And I do, Shannon. Oh, I'm relentless with this. I just had a gentleman on He's a business planning coach in financial services. Very, very niche. And he didn't pitch at the end. And I'm like, dude. So I was like, all right, here you go, everybody. I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do here. You got to join this. You got to pay for this. And you got to do this. And he's like, oh my God, because I did my research. Right. I knew exactly what he was selling. I knew what it was. We got off the thing and he's like, what can I do to help you? Nice. And that principle of reciprocity, guys, is one of the main reasons why guests are so important, right? Mm -hmm. If I have you on the show... One, I'm endorsing you. Just so you know, Shannon, and I appreciate this, you're entirely endorsing my company right now. Really? Because you have me as a guest on the show, right? 100%. So you have that opportunity as the interviewer. I'm also getting access to your audience. I'm also hopefully going to just make you a raving fan. Now, there was an underlying question to what you said before I went on that tirade there that is very, very important, which is this. Shannon, you can do a solo cast because of who you are. Yeah. you've already deposited so much knowledge in the karmic pool of genius that is entirely fine for you to do that. But 99% of the people listening can't pull that off. Right. I'm sorry, guys. Nobody's going to want to listen to you for 27 minutes. Nobody's going to want to listen to you for 15 minutes. If you want to do a solo cast or a solo performance, sub five minute, shoot it as a video, post it on YouTube. Do not, do not try to do a five minute podcast. Nobody listens. No. It takes me as long to get it set up as it does to hit. Boom. Yeah. I want to say, and I'm going to use your name, but I don't want you. <laughs> Matt, you did every single one of these things when I was on your podcast. I know. Right. It's like you do exactly what it is that you say. And it's so powerful. And I just really appreciate all the pearls of wisdom you're dropping, like 27 minutes. 99% of people don't do it by yourself. It's too hard and people won't listen. If you've got something short and fun and succinct to say, good, say it in a YouTube video, post that sucker, you know, and then you can still actually take the transcript and use it in some of those social media ways that you said, just, Absolutely. just don't make it a podcast. Yep. You know, all of this in the you know, tricks to being a great interviewer, make people laugh. I don't pay attention to that. I think I probably do, but I didn't have his little checkbox. Mm -hmm. I do now. So I love all of these pearls of wisdom about how to do this successfully. And the other thing, I, I just want to talk about the fun factor. Yeah. Because if you like to talk and you like to converse with other people and you like to share the conversation, to me, it's fun. Like, what's your take on that? I live for stories. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, it drives my family crazy because we'll be in a, a line at a grocery store and I'll make eye contact with the cashier and she will tell me everything and I will listen. And I'll listen for a couple of reasons. Number one, because I don't think enough people just shut the hell up and listen anymore. I think most people listen to respond. They don't listen to listen. And I want to listen to listen. I want you to know that you're heard, right? Because 
everybody talks at people. It's not a conversation. And so I want to emulate that in my daily life, right? I just love the stories. I love people. I'm a naturally fiercely curious person. I want to know everything about you. I want to know who you are. And the other thing too is for me and you, we talked about this before we hit record. When I'm in this state, when I'm one-on-one with a person, there is nothing in the world that is more important to me than this right here. And I'm going to give you 100% of my focus. I'm going to give you 100% of my mental energy because this is a gift. I look at this as a gift. Now, not everybody does, Shannon. Some people, it's a job, whatever. I don't. This is a gift to me. Spending time with you, spending time with the thousand other people that I've interviewed, I think it's a gift. And I think that people feel that when they come on our show. Like mm-hmm. one, I want you to learn something about yourself that you didn't know before, yes. right? I want you to have a really good time and I want you to be proud of yourself, not what you said. I want you to be proud of yourself. If I fire on all three of those, shit, it drives my family crazy. I'll leave because I work from home. I'll walk out and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And they're like, dude, what the hell is going on? Oh, you had another great podcast. Like Matt, you've been doing this for five years. It doesn't matter because man, it's game time. This game time, sister, we get done. I scored a touchdown. We won the game. I go celebrate. And I think that that's another really underutilized entrepreneurial tool is giving yourself the gift to pat yourself on the back and say, you did a good job. Mm, 100%. Well, that, that fits into our positive focus and staying out of the gap and in the gain. So I love that. I think, too, when you're bringing your full self, like you said, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, to be fully present. I learned a new term for you today, which ties into ADHD, which is object permanence. It's in front of you. It's the only thing in front of you. And as soon as you're not in front of them, they're gone. (laughs) But that ability, that hyper-focus, which is actually a unique strength of ADHD, so you and I both share that, is so powerful. And that I love when I can focus and don't have anything else to pay attention to. That is actually rejuvenating for my brain. So there's a real joy in that. Then the cool things that come out that are unexpected, I think is really key. I want to add one other idea to, because you're demonstrating it already. And that is to be a great interviewer, obviously to be fully present, but to show enthusiasm, right? Like you are a very enthusiastic guy. I'm a pretty enthusiastic person too. And to get excited and to raise your voice and to make it interesting, which you will be if you're interested. That enthusiasm puts other people at ease. It has them draw out their ideas. They feel incredibly well listened to and you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I never thought of that before. Obviously you have to be incredibly genuine when you're doing that, but the enthusiasm, and you can reflect it back in a super extroverted way, or you can do it more quietly. It still comes across because you're excited. And I think sharing that excitement is another, I know that that's what draws all the good stuff out of Dan. Dan Sullivan, when I'm interviewing him for our our quarterly ambition series of books, that's what works. And that's how he thinks new thoughts. And that's how the books get written. You know, if I didn't do that, I was like, okay, that's nice. That's nice. You talked about that. Okay, we're done. Oh my gosh, there would be no books. It'd be short books. (laughs) Yeah, they are short books. But I think that's an underappreciated facet of conversations. And especially when Obviously, this applies not just to podcasts, also to life, but it's one of those things where just share your heart with people and then they just open up and it's kind of magical. Oscar Wilde said, you might as well be yourself because everyone else is taken. We think that that is the foundation of truly building a remarkable business because people buy you 
Yeah, products and services, they're a dime a dozen, right? Mm -hmm. But the other great thing about that statement is if you are yourself, you have no competition. There's no other Shannon out there. Nope. Unique ability. (laughs) And I believe that's a gift. And I did not give myself that gift for a long time. I was chasing the cars and the watches and the suits and all that stupid crap, the house, whatever, right? I mean, I chased all of that stuff because I was trying to be somebody else, right? And I was like, man, I'm just flat out not happy. Like, I'm like not being a great dad right now. I'm not being a very good husband because I'm trying to be somebody else. When I finally realized that, look, I'm okay, bruises, scars, warts, and all of who Matt Halloran is, man, everything changed. Everything changed. It was unbelievable. And if I could give any words of wisdom to anybody, man, the sooner in life, I'm 50, that took me quite a while. The sooner in life that you get okay with who you are and you realize that unique ability and you live that and you emulate it and you show people it, not everybody's going to like it, but that's okay. Because I don't know about you, but I don't sell products to everybody. No. And even if they don't like you, first of all, who cares? Because the thing about particularly podcasting, it's about resonance, mm-hmm. right? Who resonates with you? And it gets to get the word out. And like, I don't know about um, how many podcasts have you shared? A ton, right? Like, oh my gosh, I just thought of you when I was listening to this. I think you'll really dive on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how we kind of connect, especially in our networked world. And it's such a cool way to do it. And I love what you're saying because you can be fully yourself. I started the Team Success podcast because I had some stuff to say that I thought would be of value to other people and it was going to be way too much work any other way I could think about it. And I was like, oh, and then I get to be more fully me, mm-hmm. right? And only the people who want to listen to it, listen to it. <laughs> there's no fight. There's no battle. There's no convincing. It's a compelling offer versus a convincing argument, mm-hmm. right? Which is actually a Dean Jackson quote. He says a compelling offer is 10 times more powerful or persuasive than a convincing argument. And so you just put yourself out as a compelling offer and other people say yes or no. Totally fine. <laughs> right? But that's so cool. Oh my gosh, so much fun stuff to talk about. So last official question mm-hmm. is what's the future hold for you, Matt? What are you excited about? I mean, you've been doing this for a while. You've gotten a huge amount of success using your own strategies. So you're the proof in the pudding. But what are you excited about looking forward? Scalability, right? So our done for you or do it with you service is very labor intensive. So we actually have to be very, very picky with who we're actually working with from a full production standpoint, right? Because for every 10 new clients, I have to hire three people. Mm. I mean, we're very, very hands-on, right? And we want to wow our clients. I mean, all of the stuff that you guys teach from a service perspective, we try to live that every day. So what ended up happening was Kirk and I realized, my business partner, Kirk Lowe, and I realized that we need to be able to offer, it's, we give it away, right? That's the thing. Now, technically it's not free, but for $99 a month, you get eight hours of office hours, which means that you can meet with me, Kirk, that my team, you know, eight times a month to ask questions. We teach you everything about your podcast, everything about marketing, content marketing, branding, how to be a great interviewer, how to grow your show using our nine podcast growth techniques. We teach you everything, everything that we have learned here in building Proudmouth, we actually put into our academy. So that's what I'm mostly excited about. But the ultimate goal is we just came out with an assessment. The first assessment that we've ever seen, and this is my partner's, he's a genius, it's an influence assessment, right? So let me tell you what that means. I am not saying, are you an influencer? 
because that is very niche and very different for each person. Are you doing the right activities to be influential? We have an assessment that tells you of these seven areas, if you're doing the things that you need to do to be influential in your specific area of expertise. And then the best part about it is you get done with the assessment. We tell you how to fix the things you have gaps in. Right. And the best part about it is we're not the only solution. There's so many solutions that we refer to because look, I'm a little itty bitty fish in a huge whatever. Right. But we know people who know stuff way better than we do. And so the assessment, it's called the rocket booster influence assessment is what it is now. In fact, I'm more than happy to provide you. We have a short form and then we've got a long form. The short form is actually six, seven minutes to take. Mm-hmm. The long form is much more deep, about 35 minutes. Okay. And the funniest thing is everybody who's taking it, Shannon, walks away and they're like, I already know what I need to do. Because of the way we brought in a PhD creative writer mm-hmm. to help us write the questions right. so that they spark ideas and understanding and self-reflection. And so, yeah, so that's what I'm most excited about because- we really work in financial services. So our niche is financial services. I want to stay there because they need an enormous amount of help and we have it all figured out. But the assessment in the academy, any entrepreneur, any business owner can take it. Coaches, consultants, roofers, I don't care who you are. You need to find out if you're doing the right activities to influence the people that you want to influence to do business with you. And, and that's what the RBIA is. So, Damn, I'm like, I want that. <laughs> Yeah. How can people access that? So how can people check out you? By the way, your LinkedIn is fabulous because I did do that (laughs) before we connected. Really, really thorough, fascinating information. So Proudmouth, your LinkedIn, but how can people like find out whether or not they're right fit? How can people who are already started to want to like, okay, I'm doing too much of this myself. I need help. Or they're like, uh, I think I want to do this. You've convinced me now what? So how can people not necessarily inviting me to pitch, but please let people know how to get a hold of you right. so that they can you know, take the next step. There's a call to action. What can people do? So LinkedIn is the best thing for anybody to do. Just follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. We give everything away, right? I mean, even stuff that's in our paid thing, we give away all the time. I mean, we're... I've got links and all of this stuff to take the short form assessment. By the way, all of that's free. So you can take the short form assessment for free. You can join the Pod Rocket Academy for free. You will see that there are different ceilings of opportunity. And if you have to pay to get to the really amazing stuff, because, well, I run a business and I'm not afraid of saying that I'd like to make money and I'd like to be profitable. But man, what you get in the free version of the Academy. So if you go to podrocketacademy.com, you can sign up for free or you can sign up for any of our paid levels. But it doesn't really matter where you are in your podcasting journey, you're going to find unbelievable value in the Academy. It's month to month. It's not a long subscription sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, Shannon, if you wanted to go in and take my advanced interviewing techniques course, right, right which is deep, it's like a lot, you have to buy the highest level and it's like $2.99 for that month. That's great. Great. There you go. You spent $2.99, you take five courses, you totally got your money worth and you never have to pay me again. But that's the sort of stuff that we're really excited about. And follow me on LinkedIn. I don't really exist on many other social media platforms, full disclosure. One, I'm not there. And two, we make all of our money off LinkedIn. That's where all of my prospects are. So that's where I'm going to spend my time. Yeah, that makes the most sense. And even that's a really useful piece of information. So I'd love that. So Matt, thank you. I feel like as someone who's been doing podcasts for eight plus years at this point, I should go back and actually count. I've learned a ton. So even thinking I'm pretty good, 
I have more things to learn. Not that I thought I was knew everything, but I just really appreciate all of the specifics, the detail, the stats, because I'm never going to go find those. And to me, it's really encouraging. And I've had podcasting conversations before, but I feel like you've really advanced my thinking. And I know that for you listening, you'll be like, oh, I have some new ideas now, some new insights. And the whole point about influence, I've been reading a lot about that lately. Being able to have a powerful conversation that provides insight for people and allows them to take action for them to forward what they're up to in their life. Podcasts are such a brilliant way to do that. If you're doing a podcast and you're not being influential, it's probably because you're missing a few things. So there's a missed opportunity and you can take full advantage. So that's what I'm gonna do as soon as we're done. So I love it. Matt, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on my show and for being on the other side of the microphone, as uncomfortable as that is. It's been a real pleasure and I'm really happy that we can deepen our relationship. Thank you. Thank you. 